You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Good morning. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bosswell Users Group Radio Show for Monday, the 2nd of August 2021. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the previous hour of current affairs. My name's Chris. And I'm Steve. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, what's going on in Victoria Road and Station Street for pop-up lines. Logan Martin gets gold at the Olympics. Six foot eight cyclist uh, does something really strange about how uh, crowd crowdsourcing how far you should ride. Magpies. The UK changes to the road code and possible implications for here. Logan Martin has taken gold in the BMX freestyle. And we were watching that bit on the news. How would you describe, um, don't call him a kid, he's 27. How would you describe uh, Martin's uh, finesse? He's a very skilled, very skilled young man. Um, yeah, I, I'd really like to. Uh, I'd really like to see the previous uh, how many years of uh, sc- scrapes and... Uh, and uh, bales that he uh, that that he was uh, forced to do learning some of those tricks. There were uh, look, you know, I'm not going to be a um, you know a foolish older person and try and describe some of the stuff he was doing off the well, very large kicker jumps. <laughs> but uh, something he said, and it's been picked up, is that uh, in the media that he wouldn't have done this unless nearby there was a BMX facility for him. So that's something to bear in mind. If you want certain things to happen, build it, they will come. And you get ubiquitous when they, you know, gold medal. But you shouldn't really be doing that sort of high competitive thing. It should be do what you want to do when you can do it without pressure and have fun. For every world champion and uh, gold medal uh, winner, there's a, a whole unseen group of users of those facilities and you only get the pinnacle if it's built on that base so by building those community facilities whether they're you know skate parks bmx tracks mountain bike tracks gee velodromes you get the base that those elite performances are built on and not just the elite things, it's people be able to participate. And in the next couple of days, we'll be looking forward to seeing Poppy Star Olsen skateboarding in the Olympics. And there's probably some people out in southeast Melbourne, if they listen to the show, going, yes, what happened to our velodrome? Well, we got a cycling club out of it. That was off our own bat. <laughs> yes. So, you know, some of those uh, f- some facilities might, might turn up one day and we might start to see that, you know, base of participation participation pays off in um you know health mental health physical health benefits but it also builds that base that 
world champions and gold medal winners are, are built on. And also people who just want to participate and just, you know, have some fun. How have you been uh, travelling with her riding through the uh, wind that's been ripping across Victoria? Um, yeah, that gusty wind makes for, you know, hold your line, but you just give yourself plenty of space because there's a high likelihood that you you might end up way further off your line than you imagined. I've, uh, yeah, been buffeted is a good word. Um a lot in this last gusty, windy time. Uh, any any kind of um, anything that you've picked up, which is a good way to when, when you're trying to deal with really heavy conditions like that, because it can be really disconcerting when you feel like you're being buffeted. You've got to take your speed down. Sometimes you've got to be careful of, let's say, foliage, uh, trail side foliage. Yeah, got a bit thrashed by some uh, casuarinas. The old clear riding specs, yeah, stop the debris that blows around. It was one particular evening where it was just a bit nuts. Mm. Uh, even on the, you know, normally tame uh, linear park, Capital City Trail, you're going through parkland. There's bushes, there's trees, there's, you know, there's stuff being picked up. Surprisingly, lack of large branches and stuff coming down, but a lot of small stuff that just keeps can throw it at you, create small road obstacles. And wind, uh, it, uh, how, how do you handle find handling the bike? Does anything on the bike that you, know, you feel like you're being pushed around or you just need a little bit more physical strength? It's a lot more of a push if you're coming into it, even on any angle. So, yeah, you're going to feel it. Mm. But really it's the... Yeah, acknowledge that these conditions are you bit know, arduous. bit arduous and, you know, you know, give yourself a big pat on the back when you get home after, you know, commuting through conditions like that because, yeah, it's real easy to... And anyone who's been riding around and they've had the opposite thing of like, I've got wind assist. <laughs> yeah, I had a little bit today, just on a bit of a loop and, mm. yeah, you can, yeah... Breeze along, wonder why you're running out of gears at the top end, um, things like that, you know, enjoy that, but yeah, speed will come up. Bit of local news, Victoria Road, Thornbury, Inton, you know, kind of crossover Thornbury North, getting pop-up lanes as part of Vic Roads' um, uh, Derebin Yarra connectors and also Station Street soon too. You had a bit of a read of that? First thoughts are that this is like really good, important connectors. Like we've got some off-road or segregated paths, some shared paths, some good commuter routes. But yeah, getting getting bits and pieces of connector, like the how to connect in and into and from uh, St George's Road, what the Heidelberg Road lane connects into so your victoria road your station street so those things that you've almost got to look at this from a water flow Mm. sort of theory that the flow is coming down from the north to to these connectors and then draining into the cbd or close to it you know station street victoria road coming onto heidelberg road 
down into a connector into Yarra, into the city. There's, uh, there's also the St George's Road off-road routes, and they're kind of a bit squiggly and all over the place when I first look at it. And it's almost it's something we've discussed a couple of times. It's a geographical accident in terms of trying to get off the end of St George's Road, then you've got the roundabout, and then you've got Merry Parade, and then you've got the top of, yeah, you name it. What do you, what do you think they've done there with trying to use, the, say, the existing infrastructure to create um, connectors? Well... I mean, it is there. The if you you hit the uh, end of the St George's Road path, you can take the Merry connector over Coondalat, and then you're on that linear trail. The southern end of that St George's Road to the linear park is very popular, as is the connection that takes you right through Edinburgh Gardens and then to cross further south into you know Napier Street and and you know past the Fitzroy Pool so there's a lot of city bound you know it it really does depend on how east west or west your your destination is of which one you're going to take because yeah you got Wellington Delbridge and Faulkner Streets which is the connectors across still doesn't get past the problem with Oh, Rushall Station. We had a long protracted uh, discussion about uh, Rushall Reserve and Rushall Station and I think all that will change in time and it'll probably be pretty swift because uh, the, the, the change I'm seeing and it's something else we're going to discuss in the show about uh, UK road code changes to hierarchy. There's some stuff that, you know, you could think that we've been trying to kick this door in or for well, more peaceful analogy, yeah, create a, a dialogue to get better, um, you know, things like an Os Roads and the like. And things are falling all over the place to, to the more positive because it has to, it just has to. Uh, people are looking for ways to get around with less impact. Yeah, it's it's less impact. It's, it's also that, you know, in our weird germy times of people wanting not to be crammed in a public transport vehicle with other people taking their transport in their hands and handlebars and choosing to ride yeah giving the mobility connections and things to people that would otherwise be a lot more hesitant to to do that that's going to be the big important factor i think mm-hmm. And uh, getting back to what we're discussing here, this is Vic Rhodes' uh, work that's being done. Uh, you know, it all kind of links back into Heidelberg Road. But uh, if you're willing to go, I think I've put this link up several times uh, to do with the Vic Rhodes pop-up uh, treatment, and it's part of that 100Ks. There's a lot of in-depth work, as I've said. Uh, you know, the Napier Street Queen Parade intersections, Western treatment of that Westgarth Street. Westgate Street into, oh, is it Jeffrey or another one? And it's something I think we've got to follow up. Yeah, Victoria Road and Jeffrey Street. I got that uh, confused there. As I said, there's um, signage at the moment up in Victoria Road uh, to say that uh, pop-up loans are happening along there, Station Street into Fairfield. And uh, if you want to get involved, there's the Heidelberg Road Link stuff as well. I think I've said this several times on the show, but there's a if you go to the Vic Roads website and um, you can fill in your own feedback there, one of those um, interactive things as well. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and after that, we're going to be chatting about. Ooh, I think uh, crowdfunded. How far should I ride today? 
<laughs> that thing you were talking about from your mate. Also, changes to the UK road code. 2 change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter. back listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR with... With Steve. And me. Okay, um, you had a read through the, the changes in hierarchy to the... Uh, to, I'll just start again. Changes to hierarchy with the UK road code. Yeah, it's almost that old law of the sea of who, who gives way to whom, isn't it? Mm. What gives way to steam? Anyway, the <coughs> pedestrians being the most vulnerable cyclists motorists you know maybe there needs to be a graduation from powered mopeds right through to we get to use the uk parlance lorries and uh and see you know those vehicles that are bigger and heavier could create more more potential damage are the ones that uh, have to give more care to the smaller because we're talking from a UK perspective, and uh, this is from a BBC News article, Walking and Biking Prioritise a New Highway Code, and new changes to the Highway Code will give pedestrians greater priorities over cars at junctions and crossings, the Transport Secretary has announced. Now, this is interesting. Under the current code, motorists will only have to, only have to give way to pedestrians when they step onto a crossing. The new code will also ensure that cyclists have priority when travelling straight ahead at junctions. And a hierarchy of road users puts more responsibility for road safety on more dangerous modes of transport. Isn't this something we've been banging on for years about? Wasn't it under the term of presumed liability? Yes. Uh, So you had a liability in any altercation. If you were using a, um, let's use the term, heavier mode of uh, transport. So the onus was on you as the controller of that heavier vehicle. So this this also applies to don't think you can mow down pedestrians on your bike because there's a liability involved on you. Not that we would anyway, but um, the official highway code, I've got it here, the new hierarchy of priority for the UK is one, pedestrians. Two, cyclists. Three, horse riders. Four, motorcyclists. Five, cars slash taxis. And I'll probably put into that uh, Uber, flight, all that sort of stuff. Uh, six, vans slash minibuses. And seven, large passenger vehicles slash heavy goods vehicles. And that's for the official highway code of the UK. Yes, well, there you go. So it is all graduated. Mm-hmm. Osroads, are you uh, keeping an eye on what you, the, your UK, uh, what's the word I should use here, uh, professional contacts in the UK? Are you watching what's happening over there? Because this is something we've been talking about for probably 15, 16 years. I haven't done a um, you know study tour of the uh, EU and Scandinavia to 
look at all of their highway codes and liability regulations you know if if anyone's got the budget for that and we're allowed to travel it'd be uh, probably worthwhile yeah well, i'm just fascinated by the fact this is coming out underneath a uh, the, the highway code from a conservative government and this is something you thought would have been uh, we're getting into dodgy territory here well you know the libertarians aren't all in charge at transport sector of the uh, uk is it still the civil service i don't know oh, i don't really know what, what parts of the uk still exist after what they've just done to themselves okay so yeah carlton reed's got a good article up at forbes at the moment he's a previous guest we've had on the show and that's about the new highway code to rule that motorists should cede priority to pedestrians and cyclists. And uh, the revisions to the highway code, the UK Road Safety Manual, first published in 1931, will result in motorists being officially renegated in the pecking order on Britain's roads. Pedestrians will be at the top of a new road user hierarchy with motorists who have the most potential to cause harm to other road users, being told they now have the greatest responsibility to reduce the danger they pose to others. Yeah, so you can you can potentially create the most damage, so you have the greatest responsibility. Mm. It's almost like you can shift the most goods, you've, you can shift the most people or transport the most stuff, so therefore you've got to take the most responsibility in doing so. Yeah, there also will be beefed up guidance on how much space motorists will have to leave when overtaking cyclists. And the critical change, states the Department of Transport, will be the introduction of Rule H1, the hierarchy of responsibility. I believe that's what we've just discussed in scant detail, but... Yeah, are we going to get some the dry leg- a copy of this dry legislation later, perhaps? That would be interesting to look at. Well, I've got, a, I've got a screenshot of it here, like the official highway code, so I'll see if I can grab us a copy. It's time to complete your census. You can do it online, by paper, or with help from us. For more information, visit census.abs.gov.au. Authorised by the Australian Bureau of Statistics, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. Okay, do you go on to a bit of lighter news? You were discussing earlier um, uh, someone who's also been on the show a couple of years ago, a six-foot-eight cyclist. Um, had the interesting idea of asking the followers of his website, how far should I ride tomorrow and where should I ride? And of course, I don't know whether they're just trying to torture young Henry, but they, they said he should do 250 k's and he should go out into the hills in the Near East where the greatest potential for elevation gain is. And he duly did that. Uh, I thought staying away from the Danlongs at the moment was a good idea after some of the stuff that happened back in June. But... He, no, it was King Lake. Ah, King Lake. How, how did he fare through all this? I think in his own words were he wasn't totally cooked when he got home. <laughs> he, he did just shy of his um, 250 target, but he did do well over 3,000 metres of climbing, uh, and his average speed was very respectable for uh, a route like that, and he may have missed a 
crucial resupply because the bakery wasn't open or something. But um, yeah, um, carbohydrates. It's, it's um, it, it it's an interesting idea. Let the social media, you know, dictate or suggest your writing destination. Uh, by his website, do you mean Instagram? I think it might have actually been. Yeah, see, this is this is showing this is this is showing that we're we're from the the past. Yes, it might have been Insta actually. Oh come on, you've got an Instagram account. I've got an Instagram account. I think one of our cats has got an Instagram account. We're not that tech adverse. Uh, something also to bring in mind that I've uh, noticed in my uh, alerts coming up on Twitter that the Magpie alert. Twitter account has shuttered back into action with a great thump and it's mainly at the moment it seems to be Queensland and uh, New South Wales where people and walkers are getting a little bit too much attention and and there's a few in Victoria so yeah uh, Steve your kind of observations and things to do with magpies like make friends with them carry dog kibble or mincemeat or something just you know or go out your way to avoid them (laughs) Well, it's going to be interesting to see if there's any, um, you know, black and white bird action on my commute. Um, it might be a bit early, my, um, my morning commute, but I've, I've got a feeling that if there's, uh, if there's any on the linear path evening time, um, that I might get some, get some attention. But I oh, really, yeah, I don't know. Do you feed some of the fledglings when they're, you know, those grey, squawky little fellas and see if they've got a long memory? I don't know. Because yeah. the thing with a magpie, look, that, and it's not something I'm trying to make light of. They can cause serious injuries and there has been deaths. But the thing is the magpie is programmed to do what it does. It's trying to protect, or he's trying to protect his family. And interesting thing to note, the Tasmanian magpies don't swoop because they don't get as many people at the moment. They don't seem to be as provoked. So there is something to think about. That's interesting about them not, maybe not getting the same amount of interaction. But yeah, while they're, you know, they're genetically programmed to defend their nests. Yes, we've just got to maybe, you know, signage, detours what it is they were here first we just rocked up a bit i don't want to go completely into a decolonization riff right here i could we have to learn to well we should have learned to live with our natural environment and that includes magpies and what we found out here the other night was um possums Common Social Change Library is an online collection of educational resources for those campaigning for social change. It collects, curates and distributes the key lessons and resources of progressive movements around Australia and across the globe. The library includes over 500 resources covering campaign strategy, community organising, activist history, digital campaigning, diversity and inclusion and much, much more. It's free to access the library, so check out the collection at www.commonslibrary.org. Commons Social Change Library is a 3CR supporter.
on the on the topic of uh, infrastructure, as going back to uh, the UK, interesting a bit again. Uh, hastily abandoned low traffic schemes could cost councils funding. This is in the UK. Little segue into some of the things that've been happening here in Melbourne. I don't know if it's going to ever happen here. If uh, well, we had a little argument down in Geelong, didn't we, about um, trying to take out their green spine and the state government got involved with it. Anyway, the, in the UK, the Transport Minister has warned local authorities not to remove cycle lanes or any other reduction measures without evidence of their failure. And councils who, who rip out cycle lanes or low traffic neighbourhoods before giving them a chance to work or without evidence they are failing, could lose future central government funding, ministers have warned. And in a sign of the growing frustration within government at some councils, both the Conservative and uh, both Conservative and Labor, which have removed uh, um, activity, or, uh, removed active transport schemes in the face of sometimes noisy objections, Transport Minister Chris Heaton-Harris is formally writing to all leaders of English local authorities with transport responsibilities. Would you call that a carpeting? Yeah, well, that's really coming from the top. These measures were put in, test them on merit and science and not on some sort of... You know, so there's going to be a community backlash if you take your take someone's parking away because you've taken their normal spot away but in the greater realm of how public space is used the public space is there to be used by the public so if it's used as a transport route by people riding their bikes on it rather than you parking on it then that's what it's got to be used for okay we've got here it was a letter uh, from the UK I think this might be from the Guardian if it's another paper I will correct it letter a division in Dutwich and it's from Kirsty Gogan in London and uh, it, it addresses the point you just said uh, it's from June, uh, July the 27th in regards to your report car free zone drivers wedged through London neighbourhood June the 26th traffic down air pollution down serious traffic accidents down walking and cycling up Let's hope public policy decisions which are evidence-based and data-driven rather than pandering to anecdote and personal opinion. While the needs of less able citizens should be considered, the de facto pro-car lobby, Dutwich Alliance, represents a vocal minority who appear to be more concerned with their own inconvenience than the environment, public health or the safety of children. Kirsty Gogan, London, SE21 UK. Um, we could just kind of go through that and change a few names and um, a few locales, and I think we've got the same situation here. City of Melbourne are putting up with a whole bunch of stuff from the Herald Sun at the moment. We're probably going to get another deluge of stuff in the inner suburbs with what's uh, going to happen in Station Street and uh, Victoria Road. Uh, Steve? Yeah, we're going to hear more throughout, well... Probably from um, Grumpy of Richmond um, <laughs> that, that that writes to the council in Yarra and, you know, disgruntled of, of Thornbury that, you know, there's a collective of, uh, of such that w- will be complaining bitterly that, you know, the Derebin City Council have, have lost their minds 
and, and they've then, ruined the they've ruined everything by by agreeing to something that hang on this is all being done by a state government gee aren't they the roads transport department yes yes we've had this so yeah just just they they just need to calm down and this is a trial it's a not they haven't even, you know, used the, the, the word, what is it? Iterative trial. Oh, that's the most, iterative trial apparently is the most evil thing ever. Just bear with me. I've seen uh, so much stuff written in the last 12 months here in the inner suburbs of Melbourne. And get ready, it's coming to where you are too at some point. But it's, can I, can I just say this is criticism? It's words next to other words with uh, syllables and uh, vowels that um, sometimes don't mean anything. And for someone, again, who's done a lot of media monitoring over probably a couple of decades and now social media monitoring, it doesn't get much engagement. All of these trials by the large road department, the responsible for all, lots of the roads all around greater metropolitan Melbourne, they're going to run this trial. Hopefully we get a lot of use hopefully we get a change in the way that these facilities are, are interconnected because that's the thing we've been banging on about for a long time and also if you want to see these changes support who's doing them you contact city of melbourne Darabin, um yarra vic roads department of transport where all they make these uh, things available for you to make comment feedback go there make your feedback And that's all I've got time for today on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. Um, just a quick bit of back announce, uh, news and events. Uh, if you're around in St Kilda uh, tomorrow night, uh, St Kilda Bike Kitchen is having another one of their uh, setups at uh, the, the Open Bike Workshop at Arch, Tuesday 3rd of August at 6pm and that's at 200 Alma Street, St Kilda East and remember to bring your, your face mask and um, see if you can give your bike a bit of a going over. Also with some of these stuff that we were discussing in today, the letter um, I read out is from the Financial Times, also uh, 6 foot 8 photographer is what the uh, Henry's rebranded himself, you know, you might probably heard the, the uh, reference to 6 foot 8 cyclist. Anyway, and also if you're riding along Napier Street, check out the new treatment across the uh, bottom end of Queen's Parade. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. So uh, 3CR, we're all volunteers um, who do the presentation on air. Make sure that you've uh, got your subscription or donation in if you're uh, following Radiothon, or if not, you can still make a um, contribution. Go to 3cr.org.au and look for the subscribe or donate option. Uh, we should get this podcast up on here real soon. And up next is Shebop followed by Black Block. I'm sorry, I Three C.
3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.